Josh Alvarez. And I'm Liam O'Donnell. And you're listening to episode 133 of Cinepunks. Cinepunks. Right? That's what we said? 133, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, buddy. Good. Let's clarify it on the... We want to get as much working out what's going on on the air as we can. I think that's as long as that it's all it's all in the spirit of transparency, Liam. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's how we do. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I'm mad at it, man. I'm no. mad at it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so yeah, welcome to episode 133 of Cinepunks, and today we have a stunning guest and the lightning rod of the LVAC, Mr. Chris Redek, is our guest today. Chris, what's up, buddy? Am I allowed to talk now? Is this Hi, Christopher. Yeah, man. Hello. <laughs> I, don't <wanna laughs> I stepped on you before, Josh. I'm sorry. I, it's all good, buddy. I was trying I'm to antagonize to Liam. Man, when you're a doormat, you get used to these kinds of things, bro. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh man. Oh. I feel like, I feel like this, is, it, this is just a weird time to have Chris on because, you know, as, as I'm sure anyone who knows Chris knows, that while he is one of the, in my mind, most charming, sort of fun people to talk to, he's also like essentially a downer. Like inevitably, Whoa. every conversation, at some point <laughs> he's going to talk about how things are hard, right? And normally that wouldn't matter because Josh... I'm honest. Josh... I'm honest. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just describing you accurately. And Josh is <laughs> is known as being the bubble boy, basically. That like whatever's going on, he's going to be real uppy. But lately, Josh has wait, you know, wait, a lot hold of on. things have I, been hard for him. So right were now, we watch Bubble Boy. Right now, I didn't watch. I watched Paradise Alley. I didn't watch Bubble so, Boy. So right now, I it's on me. Fuck. It's all on me, the, the grumpy teddy bear, to be the ebullient <laughs> one on the show, and that is not my vibe. You guys are supposed to be fun and funny. Well, I get all intellectual and up my own ass, and now that's not going to work. So I, I just know, think the whole man. vibe is going to be do? off. I know. Oh, I thought I didn't man. know. I thought the dynamic was that we all just going to shout over each other for an hour. Is I mean, that not what yeah, this have is? Have you not listened to our show? Yeah, that's what we I didn't, do. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that we had like defined roles. All I'm saying is, <laughs> all I'm saying is, my prediction for you coming on normally would be like, eventually you would just be like, you know, ah, uh, work. And Josh would be like, but I love you, buddy. And well, then like we would just move work. on, you know. I'm at work right now. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing, right? Work. We couldn't even get you to record unless you were at work. That was your idea. You were like, oh, what's the worst possible time I can get Chris to do this? Oh, I know, I know. A fucking Friday. Thanks, To be Leo. clear, this is because me and Josh are unemployed, and you are yeah. overly employed. So <laughs> Underpaid. Yeah, you guys probably oh. make more money than I do. No, I heard the government's. I heard the government's giving out all this money, and nobody wants to work anymore because they're getting paid to be lazy, like you guys. I. Mm, Where's my chance? Well, you know. Where's perhaps you? I pulled myself up by the bootstraps. Well, here's the thing, Christopher. My former employee or employer, sorry, has uh, reversed the claim of my unemployment compensation, thus me not having. Wait, you're getting it now? Oh, no, he's not getting it. Okay, I thought they reversed the reversal. Like, oh no, no. But that does pay that back? fit in line. No, I don't because it was counted oh. as a non-fault overpayment, but I'm now ineligible for Holy unemployment shit. for the next three Fuck years. That. Three yeah, years? Dope. Three years. Yeah, boy. Uh-huh. Because everything's shit. coming up, Alvarez, buddy. That's what I'm saying. And now i got to talk to you. So it's I cool. I know. So there's a silver lining. <laughs> Torture. Torture. Yeah. Wait yeah, a minute. Yeah, it's fine. This interview is okay. over. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Buy tickets for Real Rumble weekend, May 21st, May 22nd. Tickets are up at MahoningDIT.com. Oh if you God. buy both nights in advance, you get a free shirt. So, like, just Will go stop, do it. Can you stop plugging for five seconds? Is that possible? Can you just not plug for just a second here <laughs> so that I can say to everyone listening, uh, we are so excited to have Chris on. Y'all don't know, because we make fun of him all the time. You might not know that Chris You do. Is- Josh is nice to me. That's true. I've well, never but, made but fun of Chris. Let's be clear. Well, first of all, you you've, you've made he wrote fun a song of him. for me. You've never made fun of him on the air before, but I'm sure you've made fun I've of written, him. I've written a song for Chris before I wrote a song about Liam. Yeah, that's fucking terrible, actually. It that, really I got yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, really happened. Yeah. I so but but people who listen to hard business know Justin's always saying mean <laughs> things about Chris. Whatever, whatever. It's, but, it's a mask. But He's I will say, it. besides the fact that we're all friends with Chris, right? There's also the reality that I think you're one of not the most, but one of our most faithful listeners. Because you regularly are bringing things up to me, so I know you've listened to the show. And so having you on is like not just like, oh, we had some random friend. Who, who we think is cool, so we had him on. It's also yeah. like you feel to us like part of the family. And people bring you up to me who have never met you before because we talk <laughs> about you so much on the show and we talk about you with the other podcasts. And some of the podcasts are even willing to uh, do the ads for you, though most of them forget and don't do them, and it makes me very mad. <laughs> no matter how I, much I've, seen, I've, I've started taking jiu-jitsu at Shorty's uh, Jiu-Jitsu, in West Philadelphia, and Faithful I know for LVAC a fact that customer. they came to LVAC because of your boy, because of the punks, yeah. son. Yeah. Colin. Chris, right. has, okay, can give us real talk here. How many people have actually come because we've said something? It's got to be in the twos or the possibly ten. threes. You think yeah, 10? Yeah. I would bet 20 bucks it's not near 10. Uh, shorties for sure. There was some, I don't know if it was a band or a podcast that got shirts. Um, horror business order shirts a bunch. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Heard uh, of them. Oh, so Eric, Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts is the fucking man. Eric Roberts is the fucking <laughs> man came here. Um, uh, we ran a shirt on white tees, and Evan Valella really jumped on that deal because of so you guys. So that's five. Right, there you right, go. right. He likes white tees. Uh, yeah, man. That's that's all I got though. I mean, my yeah, my memory is yeah, also yeah. shot. Like, the last year has been absolutely fucking brain yeah. squishing. Yeah. So I don't remember anything. I got to say, I am utterly amazed. Uh, like, there are corporations that weren't able to keep their shit together during this pandemic, mm-hmm. and the fact that you are still alive, let alone running a business <laughs> right now, is like it's just a testament to your tenacity, man, and to your creativity to be able to keep this shit together. Like when I was. When we were doing your ads in the middle of a of a you know world shattering event, I was never like, "Is this a waste of time?" Because it's not like he's going to be able to help them. I just was like, "Chris is one of the few." Chris, much like uh, a couple of you know convenience stores, is one of the few places still like <laughs> keeping alive in the midst of this thing. And I just think that yeah. was really amazing. You were able to do that. Yeah, yeah that's I, why I mean, we refer to you as the cockroach of screen printing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too- I'm stubborn and I'm too too <laughs> dumb to, to yeah, die. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whoa! Does it, I carry yeah, diseases? I uh, <laughs> you know the the God's honest, Chris, is that I don't think I could pick you out of a lineup because I don't think I've ever like talked to you face to face in life, <laughs> except for like a few exchanges here and there. But I don't think I've actually ever like looked at you and been like, "Here's a long conversation with Chris Reject. That's your boy." 
Well, that's because you were too important and scary at the Pirates Cove. You were like, I'm in a band called Bella Gust, and I don't talk to people because I'm from Philadelphia, and this is the Lehigh Valley, and I, bleh, you know? I know. The story Which is still mostly more... true. It was, it was a little more like, okay, if this room turns, I'm the only person darker than a paper bag here, so just have your back, son. Keep the mean mug on. It's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, there's mean streets of West Allentown. You got to know, Josh feels, know. Josh feels, and, and, and I support him, uncomfortable in white spaces, man. You just oh, you walk, no, into, a, you walk into a room sometimes and you're like, oh, okay, all right, <laughs> all right. Hopefully yeah, everyone's on the same story. page here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But if um, it goes bad... Where's the door? You know what's funny is thinking of you, Josh, as a mysterious guy in Belagost is how I'd never think of you. Like I like <laughs> I, I can't even even though I you know technically we were friends during the time because we've been we were casual friends for a long time before we were deep friends, right? But even mm-hmm. when we were yes. casual friends, if someone had said, you know, Josh is in sort of like a instrumental metal project, like a like a like a heavy doomy version of like Godspeed, I would have been like a crescendo core band. I would have been like the crescendo guy crescendo core. The guy in the bicycle hat who showed me his X-Men tattoo? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I, I, the last time I saw him was at, I don't know, Promise Ring or Get Up Kids or <laughs> Hot Water Music. Like I, 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 I would have never made the connection of that being your vibe until we started hanging out. And you'd be like, oh, have you ever heard the blood of the blah of Ephrafa or the shoo-shoo-shoo? Yeah, it's just, it's like crashing instrumental music made by scary Norwegian people. It's really great. And I'm like, I thought you liked high pitched men what are you talking about like i just had no idea yeah no and and now the world never will thankfully <laughs> i'm okay with it it's all okay. right all right chris chris you have to shut yes, up now because yes, yeah. we have we have to do our advertisement section which you would know anything chris about. we advertise for you with every episode and I essex know you know coffee roasters use the stop 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 use the coupon wait, code no you're going out of order you're going out of order wait you're going out of order first there's coffee to follow chris we have patreons i'm a patreon thank me that's true. Thank you, Chris, for your, You're for welcome, your patronage. Uh, and You're we do want to thank all our patrons. We just got two new patrons, uh, so we want to thank them specifically. Um, but also just everyone who supports the show. And obviously, I hope you guys understand, we focus on uh, patrons because they give us actual money. But I want you to know that just because we specifically talk about them, we love everyone who listens to the show. And at this point, honestly, we're only – I think our – patrons are actually like a quarter of our audience are patrons which is like pretty good actually um so uh uh but uh i want to specifically mention spencer seams uh uh almost guest of hard business al white <laughs> and uh Teresa taylor uh all recent supporters of the of the show uh, well, of the network, really. It's not just us, obviously. Um, but we just really appreciate y'all for being a part of what we do. Uh, and, you know, I, I just want to name up front, uh, we always promise more content. Justin Lore has made a boatload of content that it is my job to upload on the Patreon, and I have not done it. So I want to apologize to you, the audience, who are Shame. frothing at the mouth to get some more Justin Lore in your lives, but specifically to Justin, because he worked hard on this thing, and I just haven't had time you know, doing it. I, I should probably just give him the password and make him do it, but right now I'm the only one who controls the, the Patreon, so I really just need to do it instead of just passing off the responsibility. Um, <laughs> but it, it means when I say we have more content for you, 
for once in the in you know in that in our whole time here, I'm literally not lying because we have literal content. It exists. I just have to upload it, so it's coming soon. Um, we also want to thank uh, here. Hey, Chris. Yeah. If I were to tell you that I wanted to make a <laughs> Dr. Seuss-like hat, like a cat in the hat hat, that on mm-hmm. it it said "Eat cops raw." Uh, and then, and then it had a picture of uh, a cop ripped apart with uh, various people eating his flesh. Where would you tell me to get that screen printed? You know, I don't know because we don't do Dr. Seuss hats. <laughs> which I, I know it's it's like a big blow to Justin because that's his favorite to plug yeah, he and loves apparently a it. favorite of yours. So I would say we could put that on a T-shirt. We could put that on a tote bag. We could put that on a turntable slip mat. We could put that on a koozie. We could make buttons with that on it. We could do a hoodie. We could do a long sleeve. We could do a whole lot of shit, but we cannot do a Dr. Seuss hat. I Fuck. am sorry. What Man. about a, what about a pillowcase? Yeah, it'd be it'd be. A pain in the ass, but we've done that before. We've done pillowcases. Yeah. <laughs> I brought it up because I knew you had done it before, but it also sucks. Oh, so, thanks. anyways, thanks. yeah. Uh, so Chris here runs a little organization, business, uh, crime conglomerate called Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, and not only are they the uh, premier screen printer of the Lehigh Valley, but I would say they are possibly the premier screen printer of the world. That's just what I'm going to say right there. I'm going to put it out <laughs> yes. there. Uh, granted, I did say yes. possibly, but I don't think that means that much anymore. Some, you know, so. some say, some, <laughs> some are saying, some some have said. You know is what that they're. Too much you, know what they, for this show? you know what they are saying? They are saying that LVAC is the best, certainly the yes. best DIY of uh, uh, establishment. Yes. yes, definitely the best. The best screen printer slash wrestling promoter. Oh, fair, fair. In the world, in the, the world, the best screen printer that has rat dogs running around all the time. Yeah. A yeah. lot of screenwriters have dogs, but not most of them have hair, and I yeah. feel like that's going to get spray adhesive in and ink in it. It's a mess. Mm. So I have the bald dogs. We just wipe them down with some Windex. It's fine. <laughs> so you know, on this show, we're always nice about uh, our friends at LVAC. So I will say, Chris is great. You want to work with him? I, I honestly, in any sort of interaction I've had business wise with anyone. Chris is the most pleasant person I work with. And, and, you know, if for some reason one of the people who do my flyers hears this and they're bummed on that, I'm sorry, y'all. You're just not as easy to work with as Chris is. <laughs> Chris is the best. We love him. And we really think you should go to xlvacx.com to, uh, to find out, you know, what's it going to cost for you to get that T-shirt, those sweatpants, that, that hoodie, that whatever it is, uh, hat embroidered, whatever it was that you were going to do to promote your podcast, band, fight club, uh, sketchy political organization, whatever it is, Chris has got your back. Preferably, preferably left sketchy. I don't want to yes, do right exactly. sketchy stuff. I fair, yeah, <laughs> I know. We always joke that you love that, but Chris actually hates that, guys. Don't do that. Don't don't come to him with your proud boy affiliate or whatever the fuck it is. Mm. Um, Josh, wh- who's our other sponsor today? The beautiful. Essex Coffee Roasters are our other sponsors today and forever. Our friend Aaron from, uh, you remember from Bain, from Bain, from Converge, he makes coffee and he roasts them to order. And uh, it's the freshest bean you could possibly ever want. And, um, you know, it's not bougie. You know what I'm saying? It's for the peoples. Blue right, collar. Liam? Accessible. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Head on over to essexcoffeeroasters.com. Put in the code CINEPUNK, C-I-N-E-P-O-N-X. You're going to get 10% off your order. Uh, I, I just got to be for real with you. Not only do they have awesome coffee, right now 
they are working with a number of bands and record labels to put out coffee endorsed by those organizations and performers where um, that's not just like a branding deal. That also hooks those uh, people up with some money. So if you're a fan it's of Hell Minded Records, of, uh, yeah. you know, I, who's the new one? I think they're do, doing one for Kill Switch and Gage right now, which is crazy to me. Well, um, head on they over. Did, uh, they did one for Good Riddance. They did yeah, one Good for... Riddance. Um, I forget uh, who the uh, well, they did one for the Crossed Keys. Oh, of and, course, um, of course. Yeah, yeah, I bought yeah, that yeah. one. It's pretty dope, man. Yeah, I, yay! I like the idea, Josh, that you are now sharing the hollowed coffee halls with Killswitch Engage, where I always cool, pictured man. where I always pictured Cross Keys heading. Actually, that that was the one I hey, figured. You know, I'm saying, man, you should hear our Holy Diver cover. It's really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, head on over EssexCoffeeRoasters.com. Uh, you know, use that code. You're gonna appreciate it. All right, C I N E P U N X. Yes, thank you, yeah. Chris. Thank you. I like Chris jumping in. I, you know, he's really I'm a on board chill for this machine. Thing. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Chill machine damn josh what do we do right now right we're not jumping into the movies which we should say uh chris because he's here to promote his event as he's always already said but we'll say it again real rumble may 21st and 22nd you can get tickets where again chris uh, MahoningDIT.com. That's Mahoning Drive-In Theater. He's not just here to talk about that or to promote that. He's also here I am, to discuss... Though. I know, but not just that. <laughs> We're discussing two <laughs> movies that he picked specifically because they are wrestling-related. As we said, he's promoting a wrestling and film event. Uh, we're talking about uh, 1977? 78? 77? I forget. Uh, 78. 78, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Paradise a year Alley. Or two after Rocky. Yeah, right. Paradise Alley, which I think was sort of like... Uh, Sylvester Stallone's big chance, right? This is his big directorial, his, like, directorial debut, yeah. and it he is wrote it. so bad. Oh, well, but we'll get into that. We'll get there. We're also talking about... Um, 1988. Yeah, 1988. Hell Comes to Frogtown, an underseen Rowdy Roddy Piper, in my mind, classic. Fucking yeah. <laughs> classic. And I picked it for no particular reason, but we'll see you up at Mahoning on May 21st. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you! Oh, man. Now I'm wishing we... No particular we, reason. Now I'm wishing no we had made reason. a different shirt than we did, but no reason for that I either. I tried. You mother... I tried. Was he not into it? We can talk about this off mic. Sorry. Yeah, well, Anyways, well, well, before we talk about these two movies, one of which is also one of which sucks my ass, we're going to do a different thing. <laughs> but what is it we do right now, Josh? There's a section... Oh, oh wait. No, no. Let me, do, let me I know this one. I know this one. I know this one. Liam and Josh... What have you done this week that's horror adjacent? <laughs> oh, man. You have been sitting on that uh, joke for a while, well, I was you motherfucker. It's, uh, <laughs> that was good. Man. That's actually why I did the like show, watching, not to promote. It's like watching a Hail Mary pass actually connect with the receiver. It was, that was brilliant, man. Well played. Well Thank played. You. Josh, can Thank we you. just do it now? Can we just do the thing? Yeah, we're doing a whack, whack and on track. track. Oh, man, so good. We're going to have to record. So when when I'm there visiting Josh, I want us to record again, even though we have nothing specific to talk about, just so we can do whack and on track in the same room again. Like, uh, I don't even know what yeah. we'll talk about. Maybe it'll just you be You guys like never synced episode, it up but... anyway, so why does it matter? You can because literally <laughs> lick my Chris. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I want you to know, for the record, I I listen, so I know. I know the bits. And 
I was so preoccupied with what have you done horror related this week that I did not even put a single second of thought into my whacking on track. <laughs> I was so I was so preoccupied with entertaining myself. <laughs> you. I guess that's my on track, right? That I entertain myself. That is that's, that's good, actually man. that's actually Dude, pretty good. Works. Yeah. Josh, with it, man. With well, it. so yes. Chris, I'm assuming you don't want to go first then. No, let, let, let somebody else go. Let Josh go. Josh, I'm going to have you go first just because um, I'm having a little... For those of you, you know, I'll pull back the, the curtain a little bit for y'all. Um, we just recently tried to record the 100th episode of Horror Business, and the only reason you're not going to see that soon is because I screwed up the recording real bad, so we have to try again. And so because of that, I'm having trouble remembering what I've talked about on this show already and not. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because I'm confusing it with what we talked about on Harvest. So uh, right, if, if you'd be willing to go first so I can figure out what I can talk about right now. Of course I'd be willing to go first, Liam, because I'm a team player. I love you. know you. what I'm saying? I love you too, man. So uh, whacking on track for me. On tr- Well, whack is, of course, the terror and grind of everyday existence. Um, on track. Cross keys practice for the first time in 14 months on Tuesday night. And it was... It was the kind of thing where, like, we practice with masks on. Sure. But just being in the room with everybody brought a tear to my fucking eyes. Like, of course. I couldn't believe that we made it, like, a year and two months without being in the same room. It was the first time we've all been in the same room since the start of lockdown. And so it felt, like, really cathartic, and it felt really good. And um, we sucked. I'm not going to lie to you. It almost was like David never met a guitar before when we started playing. But, um, you know, after the first couple of goes, we got it together, and I think we sounded really, really uh, average. But that's good for not having practiced for more than a year, you know what I mean? Or for being cross sure. keys. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was really, um, it was a thing. And it's funny because, like, you know, listeners of the show know, your boy Josh has been going through a little bit of the bullshit lately, right? Like, it's just been terrible. But... Going through, and it's funny too because one of the things that's terrible that's happened is the fence in my backyard got knocked down, and I had to call a friend of the show, Joe McCarthy, to our house to help me fix that shit. And uh, I was telling him, I was just basically complaining about how much life is going crazy on me right now. He's like, Hey, man, all you gotta do is listen to your stupid songs. And then I did because I was singing them, and I was like, You know what, Joe McCarthy, you might be right. So, you know, I definitely had this one weird moment of like, Yo, man, I think, uh, you know, we've been, we've been in bad spots before but maybe uh maybe we won't die so that was the thought yeah so it was a good practice and it it definitely meant a lot and it it felt really good to be with everybody including Bo. and just it was it was really it was a good time man it was a really good time so that is definitely on track for me um also on track did we talk about together together liam did we talk about that movie yeah because you said we went into it because you were saying how it reminded you too much of woody allen for you to like it Right, right, right. That. More I of my friends that. have seen it, and more of my friends have loved it, and I still stand on my contention that I do not like it. <laughs> so um, so that's uh, whack still. Um, and Oh, yeah, also on track, my brother turned 40 on Monday, and me and friend of the show, Richie Rojas, and my beautiful wife, Milani, we all pitched in, and we got a cameo from Michael Winslow, the dude who makes all the noises in Police Academy and in Spaceballs. <laughs> Let me tell you. That man is, whoo, he definitely ended the thing of, uh, gotta practice your sounds, buddy. And when you make sounds, think of me. <laughs> so, 
like, what are you even talking about, dude? The totally best expenditure of, of my money. Yeah, that, uh, you know, isn't coming in. But it was I think cool. That's great. It was I think it. that's great, though. It's, it's for my brother, whom I love very much. And, of course, you know, and I split it with two other people, so let's be real. But I'm saying, dude, it was one of the funnier things. And that is also on track. Um, whack, I'm kind of getting bummed out on this weird ska thing. Okay. You guys feeling any kind of well, way about it? I don't know what's going on. Like, if anyone I th- would think would not be bummed on the ska thing, it would be you. Wow. Yeah, but it's shitty wow. ska. That is fucking rude. Is it, Damn, is it though? Chris, we've had many discussions about this that Josh still keeps the faith when it comes to ska, and that I am I, I am do. the I am the heretic who has turned his back on the two tones. <laughs> on both tones. Liam's yep. like, nah. Yep. <laughs> For some reason. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just not listening in the right places, but I'm not hearing anything that's making me happy. I'll tell you that much. Even the new Boston's is bumming me out. Well, I don't I like. I, I never liked <laughs> Boston's in the I know. first place. I know. <laughs> that's your measuring I know. stick. Come on. Boston. It's true though. I mean, I like, also somebody. understand. You know, I love. I still listen to like all that first wave Jamaican rock steady stuff. Like all that shit is my shit still. Don't get it twisted. But all the new stuff just doesn't do it, man. And and everybody's. I mean, okay. To be fair, I do like that cat bite band. I think they're cool. You know what I mean? I played a show with uh, Tim, who plays guitar in that band, when he was in another band. But since then, that's how I, I heard about them. And they're fun. I like that. But other than that, a lot of the other stuff, I'm just not feeling it. Sorry. We we print for them, and, and they're super easy to deal with. I I don't think that I've heard them yet, but I, I you know I'm, I don't like ska, so you know I'm stoked <laughs> that... Here's, here's, here's what I'll say is, I'm glad people like it. I'm glad that they're happy. Okay. But it's not it's not for me. Look, look. That's what it is. Here's huh? the thing. It, it, you're a young person, right? You're a Gen Z person. You're trying to figure out what you like in the world. Me? I'm you, definitely not young. Will you shut the fuck up? I'm giving it's you a, a, I'm giving you a hypothetical. It's a hypothetical. Uh, so no, you're a Gen Z me. person, you're trying to figure the out royal you're, tra- you. you're trying to figure out what you like in the world. So, and you're choosing between ska, whatever new ska band, and I don't know, 100 gex. And you go, oh, and you go, oh, you know what? I think I like ska. I don't care if it's bad ska. That's still better than a lot of the other options on the cultural landscape yeah. right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and at this point, if you're into ska, I think that's cooler than some things that even I like. That I'm like, you're too young to care about this. Like, move on to something else. Come on. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I again, I don't like ska myself. So me evaluating new ska doesn't make any sense. Really, I will say the only way I've been exposed to new ska is through TikTok. You know that I'll you know just. In flipping the algorithm. You're somehow not too old for TikTok. Well, for yeah, I'm not too old for TikTok. I didn't. Who said I was too old for ska? I'm just saying I don't like it. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, this whole thing where it's like, uh, dude, there are people who are too old for TikTok. I'm like, I guess. Uh, most of my feed is other old people because the algorithm figured out that I'm old. So like, <laughs> I don't see a lot of young kid stuff. But occasionally, because I do follow a few like punk and hardcore related people, they'll occasionally throw me ska. So I'll see like a minute of a ska song, and uh, you know, I don't like it. But like, I don't like any ska. And I will say, I do like that the style of it has changed. Like the couple of bands that I've seen. They don't look like they're like, hey, I saw a video of Madness from 1982. Let's dress like that. They look like other Gen Z people, and I kind of dig that part of it. Like, oh, so like normal people like ska now. Okay, that's cool. Like, good for them. As long as they're not trying to bring back like, uh, you know, remember in the 90s when people were like, I like 
skater culture, but I also like ska. So maybe I could put suspenders on these jinkos. That was yeah. a fucking abomination. So as long as we're I not like going back suits. there. If, as long as we don't get 100%. Zoom suits back. We're headed right back to that, though, guys. You know that, right? No, like, that's stop. what's happened. I mean, no, we've no, talked, me and you have, you can't me, stop. Me and you have talked about this. It is true that larger pants are coming back, but they're not jinkos. They're just not tight pants. They're like, you know, more uh, in the not middle. Not yet. Not yet. I don't think jinkos will come back. I don't think they will. But I do think uh, right now, a certain generation of people are really bummed on tight pants and like, that's fine. Again, we're in our <laughs> Chris, I don't know how old you are, but me I'm and Josh not 40 yet. Me and Josh are in our 40s. Once yeah. you're in your 40s, if a younger generation says what you like is lame, you can't be bummed anymore. You're in your 40s. You yeah. just have to go, "Yeah, cool, good. Don't like it. That's great. That's not for you to like." It's <laughs> fine. I think that I think that happens at like 30. Honestly, maybe 35. 100%. And then you're just like, I I will 100% own I that, know that when cool. I was 30 and younger <laughs> kids were like, "What you like is lame." I thought uh, whatever, kid. Like I did not. I I was <laughs> I was definitely I was definitely doing the principal Skinner. It's the children who are wrong, you know. Like I was not. <laughs> I was not on board. But now at I'm going to be 42 in July. I'm straight up like, oh, kids don't like tight pants anymore. Cool, great, awesome. Yeah. Oh, they want me to part my hair in the middle. Cool. I'm not going to do it, but that's cool Wait, that they like that. Is that cool again? Oh, <laughs> uh, what? The so butt cut. 100% Gen Z has a list of things for which they make fun of. Well, I guess, Chris, technically you're a millennial, so they're making fun of millennials. Me and Josh are safe. We're Gen X, so like they don't even well, care about us. Well, that means you guys are going to be racist now, right? Well, the, you're like they, they don't, uh-huh. They're, they're, they're yep. uninterested in our opinion on stuff, but they have the a whole... The world has changed too much, now you're scared. There's even a new insult <laughs> for millennials. Things that are too millennial are called chuggy. And so when something what? is when something is chuggy, it reminds you of, you know... A thirty-something. You got to get off TikTok. A thirty-something millennial who thinks that they're still. If he cool. does, Chris, we're not going to know any of this stuff, man. That's true. Liam, you stay on TikTok. I mean, you need I, to be there. Let's be fair. I, I'm saying that like I've seen kids TikToks making fun of Chugi things. No, 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 no. I know about Chugi because other Gen Xers made TikToks where they went, "Hey guys, did you know that Gen Z have a new thing? Let me tell you about it. It's called Chugi." And one of the things on the list that are Chugi is like tight pants. Like if you still like wear two, two Gen pants, Xers, Chugi. two two Gen Xers, Gen Z is like seeing an, like a, an animal in the zoo where it's this fascinating I, foreign it's, creature. It's fun. Well, because what do I care? I, again, it's it, it is funny that and that there are folks who are like going into their thirties, like mid thirties, thinking I'm still the coolest thing there is, and nothing could be cooler than me. And that just makes me laugh because I'm like, oh, you have no idea, man. Like the world has moved on so hard. Yeah. I mean, just the other day, I was talking to some people who were more my age about you know culture, and they were talking about you know, are we finally done with the eighties? And I'm like. Yeah, we we've we're we are strong into the 90s and some people are starting to consider bringing back the 2000s. And they were like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, who are you? Are you that?" <laughs> yeah, man, like 80s is just for old people now. Come on. All right, Josh, I, we've gone off on a track here. Do you have anything else on track or No, like? that's it. I'm good. Okay, I'm Chris, I'm going to go really quick and then you can go because mine is really short. I saw that movie Shiva Baby. Have you guys heard about this film? Oh, is it good? Mm. It's very good. It's basically uh, it? a young lady is so the name is you know a shiva as y'all know is you know the the, the uh, Jewish tradition Jewish tradition of, when of mourning dies. when someone's passed yeah. right. Uh, it's called Shiva Baby because our main character is a sugar baby. 
i.e. the recipient of the attention of a sugar daddy. And so she goes to a shiva and no one knows that she is not still in school and not pursuing her career. She's just uh, uh, at least one person, possibly multiple gentlemen's sugar baby. And she goes to this shiva and her sugar daddy shows up and is in fact, it turns out, friends with her family, which she did not know. And so then um, it's... Imagine the events of the movie are like any sort of socially awkward comedy. Like, like think about humor along the lines of the British office, not even the American mm. office, but like the British office. Only the tone of the movie is like when each of these uncomfortable things happen, they're kind of funny, but the music and the camera make you feel like you're in a horror movie. So it's like <laughs> each amp up of her anxiety because things are going wrong is displayed to you in a way to make you also feel bad and it's so fucking brilliant and it's still funny but it's not like you don't feel like it it deserves a laugh track you feel like the hyped up (laughs) violins and the slow pan into her face you're like oh fuck what's gonna happen next (laughs) it's 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 horrifying it's horrifying in all the best ways it's very very good uh and it's you know, it's got people in it that people know, but it's very much a lower budget film that not a lot of people have seen. So I wanted to hype it up. It's called Shiva Baby. I think people should see it. Um, really quick, I also wanted to mention. Um, oh, I already talked about nobody, right? I already talked about nobody. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we talked what about was, nobody. Ah, uh, fuck. What was the other thing? Oh well, we didn't talk about it on here. Did we talk about Mortal Kombat? Uh, I thought we did. Oh, no, we, we talked, talked about, about it on horror business. Yeah, yeah. So just really yeah, quick, yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat sucked. I know that. <laughs> I know that. I know that some people really liked it, but <laughs> I think it sucked. For and the second time already, this interview is over. <laughs> wow. Here's, here's my here's my thing about it, Chris. I get that you know whatever whatever fun times blah blah. blah. My issue is what I wanted from the film, especially with the talent in the film, because there are multiple actors in this film who have been very good in other martial arts films who I've like really and shown. And they were very good in this one. And they sucked in this and there was no wow. good martial arts in this movie except for the first like the basically the first seven minutes that they released before the movie came out. That fight scene was pretty good. After that, mm-hmm. there's only small glimpses of some martial arts here and there. For the most part, it's a CGI nightmare and if you're going to be a CGI nightmare then you should be funny, but it's not funny. And it should be like, you know, exciting and it's not exciting. So, I'm sorry. Mortal Kombat was bad. <laughs> Chris, your turn. <laughs> My whack is Liam. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would be. Uh, I guess I'll do I'll do whack because that's the way it goes. It's whack and on track. So whack is that I bought a new machine in Fuck. December. Yeah, and it is still not installed and the company that i bought it from has been absolutely abysmal and Mm. it's like they have a salesman that's ready to take your money and is cool and helpful then and then at the end for the install when we get there this is how it was last time so i'm assuming this will be this time when you get there the installer on site is sick he's great he knows the shit amazing but there's nobody in the middle like they don't have like an onboarding specialist who just talks through every step with me. There's not somebody that's like, Hey, let's check the the power things. They just send a checklist and they're like, Oh, cool. And then when the truck shows up and the machine is too big to fit in the loading dock door, they say, 
uh, we sent you the specs. And it's like, yeah, it was the fourth page of a document that you didn't walk me through. But you sent them. Thanks. So the last, uh, the last couple weeks have been just like nonsense of trying to figure out how to get this fucking machine in. And uh, we're getting close. So we're almost there. So maybe that's the on track is like I can see the end. And uh, I am confident that the company will help me get to where I need to be. But there's definitely going to be a long conversation with me and one of the higher ups afterwards where I explain to them that you're supposed to have someone in the middle walking people through mm. a six figure purchase. But, you know, uh, we'll get there. So that's so then on track would be like we're almost done to the, the, the 21st and the 22nd and the 23rd. We're knocking down a wall. 24th, we're bringing it in. And I think once it's in, it's going to rule. Um, and then uh, I was going to ask if you're going to knock down a wall or cut a hole in the roof. Because I didn't see any other way for you to get that fucking <laughs> thing in there. Yeah, it's gonna be, we're knocking a wall down because there's a loading dock on the side of the building that's wide enough. So we're going to bring it in through the side of the building. But there's for, there's a woodworking shop on the other half of the building. So we're going to bring it through that side and then stick it through the hole in the wall and then put the put the wall back up. Um, wow. And, you know, I mean. That's intense, I, man. Yeah, yeah. And it sucks. It sucks because it's like I was so focused. I mean, it's my fault. The, the fact that it doesn't fit through the door is my fault. <laughs> And there's no way I can get around that because they did give me the dimensions. And uh, it's just sort of like, yeah, but I was also focused on power consumption and, you know, upgrading the power to the building and air consumption and buying a new compressor and getting that installed. And if I can afford the thing, like the payments and the scheduling, like I was focused on the other 10 things about this and they just, you know... I don't know. It, it feels my my woodworking neighbor bought a new saw that was nowhere near as expensive as this press was, and that sent someone out to do a site survey, and they you know they they took responsibility to help him get there, and I feel like that's sort of it, doing that should be common sense, but you know that'll be part of the conversation that I have after this all is done. But you know, the, I mean, the machine's great. I cannot wait to get it in. The, the, the company makes great machines. They just are missing that middle step. Um, mm. And then, uh, yeah. Was, so that's, was, so that's was, my question though, is was there even another option for you? Like, let's say you noticed without their help that the specs weren't going to work for you. Do no, they I'd have, yeah, I was going to say it's it, no matter my what problem. happens, you're, mm. you're kind of up shit's Creek, right? Because then you got to go, Oh, cancel my upgrade of my whole life because I can't get it through the fucking door. Like no mm. matter what it sucks. Right. Yeah. But I think, I think the thing is like, I would have known that before I spent sure. tens of yes. thousands of yes. dollars. Yes. Like we're, we are three months by the time it's in, we will be three months behind schedule and tens of thousands of dollars over budget. And it's like, right. if I'd known at the time I, I, you know, I, I may still have made the same decision, but I would have made that same decision. I wouldn't have just yeah. been like, yeah, this known. is cool. Yeah, yeah, I might. Yeah. yeah. And I would have known what I was into it. I could have planned accordingly and I, I might have spent the money differently and I might have bought a different machine that doesn't have a 76 inch wide base, you know, mm. but it, it is what it is. I'm excited to have it in. So once once it, it gets in, we'll be we'll be good. And, uh, you know, so that that's on track is that we're almost done. And once it's in, it's going to fucking rule. And everybody, I think, here is very excited to have it in. So that's cool, which is also like having having the the people around me that I have around me here at the shop is like 
very on track because they're supportive and, you know, when I'm aggravated, they're also aggravated. They, they care, you know? Right. Um, and then also I saw, I saw this little film called Mortal Kombat. Uh, <laughs> Never and I liked it go on. And I, I saw it at the Becky's drive-in. Uh, and I, I liked it so much that I went and I saw it again the next weekend. And uh, <laughs> it was great when, a spoiler alert. We do spoilers on this show, right? Yeah, do it. Yeah, we do. Spoiler yeah. alert. Scorpion says, get over here. <laughs> that's cool that's in the trailer anyway and when that happened i nearly uh, see i i avoided the trailer because i was so excited i f- nearly fell out of my chair when it happened the, the the second time i saw it i saw it with my my stepsons and um i was i was like laying in the in the back of the car with the the younger one leland and like every time something happened he would turn to me and be like so wait does that mean and like he would ask for an explanation i'd be like wait 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 wait, wait. Just give it two seconds. And then two seconds later, they would explain <laughs> everything. And they're like, and I was like, dude, this is a movie for dum-dums. Like everything is explained in painstaking detail. What happened, why it happened, and what's going to happen next. And then it happens. And then they explain what happens next. It's the best movie. It was great. I had a great time. Listen, my philosophy on movies is if I, and there are exceptions. I like films you know but for the most part <laughs> you say that you say that you like films Film. was in a tome where someone admits they like being peed on <laughs> Whoa. Uh, but honestly like if i want to use my brain i'll read a fucking book like i would rather watch a movie i like give me any schwarzenegger movie give me any stallone movie except paradise alley over <laughs> You know, I mean, like, whatever. I, you know, there's a time and a place. Like, I enjoy all the hoity-toity shit, but get out of here. Yeah, Give me explosion. I, you're so unconvincing right now. I enjoy all the hoity-toity <laughs> shit. No, you don't. Shut the fuck up. Hey, I'm going to David Lynch. I got tickets for all three days of David Lynch weekend, okay? Gee. You just like him because he's weird. I know. I know what's really going on here. I like his hair. He's got good hair. It's very good hair, actually. I, had, I used hair, to. Yeah. I I used to have Morrissey, but he's gone. So you know, he died. Mm. So I have to only enjoy David Lynch's hair now. I wish I, you know. Yeah. I wish I could say I missed him, but I don't. So no. the Simpsons killed him. It's a bummer. But hey, you know, <laughs> whatever. The Simpsons <laughs> needs to die itself. I don't. I didn't even know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the except Morrissey. But, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, on track is like, Hey, we're here. We, I didn't, as, as Josh would say, we didn't shit our pants yet. You know, did not. and I guess that's the on track, you know, we're here. Oh man, that's so dark. Okay. This is a good time (laughs) to take a break. We're going to come back first. We're going to talk about the utterly embarrassing paradise alley. But how it's kind of cool, I guess, that Terry Funk is in it. And then we're going to talk about Hell Comes to Frogtown, and I'm going to gush like a little baby child. So uh, (laughs) we'll be right back. All right. After the break. I got the power. I got the speed. This body rules. In the ring, it's my machine, it's my castle, it's my weapon. When I wrestle, I got the hands, 
And we're back. Josh, are you yep. ready? <laughs> I am. I don't acknowledge anyone. So we're back because Chris said it? Fuck yeah, I yeah. said, I and that. we're back. I hate that. I hate that. And we're back. So we're talking about, 19, so we're talking oh about 1978's Paradise Alley. It was, written, it was written and directed by uh, Sylvester Stallone, riding high after what must have been a fucking fluke with Rocky. If it wasn't for Rambo First Blood and Copland, I would really think like, there that that well was always dry like i don't understand <laughs> I, whatever you know he does this movie and it's like his first thing and most people don't talk about it because it's ridiculous Awful. chris did you only pick this movie because it had wrestling in it is that correct so so yeah i mean yes yes well no not necessarily so when i was talking to virgil about potential <laughs> movies for the drive-in weekend 
May 21st, May 22nd at Mahoning Drive-In. You can buy tickets now. Uh, when I was talking about potential movies, I was just looking up different wrestling movies I hadn't seen, and I came across this, and I was like, hold the fuck on. This is like a year or two after Rocky. Sly wrote and directed it. I, it's about wrestling. I, this has to be... Why is no, why why is this not a thing? How do I how have I never heard of this movie before? Like this, ha, like this has to be un, completely unhinged and ridiculous. And uh, I don't know why it didn't. Maybe Virgil had seen it and knew better. But whole, so I figured we'll use it for this. And like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, to give people some context here, this is set in what is this like? Uh... 40s is this 40s new york Fuck mm-hmm. i know it's 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 so it's 1946 f- i believe yeah so it's 1946 just after world war ii uh sylvester stallone is one of three italian brothers in a poor neighborhood and he is basically a grifter he he has no real employment his one brother is a uh uh a mortician, but apparently in a place where that's not considered respectable. Like that's just sort of like you just take care of dead people. Uh, uh, so that- out, of, out of curiosity, if he was a mortician, ha- I'm assuming this is all canon. How did he eventually become a judge? I don't later know. on. <laughs> Who knows? This the world works in mysterious ways, Chris. I, for the record, I had actually convinced myself that that was Frank Stallone. For sure, because <laughs> I was watching it. I was watching it in my friend's basement on the world's smallest television on the other side of the basement, and I was like, "Is that? That's that's the guy from Judge Dredd. That's totally Stallone's brother." So, no, no, it's definitely Armand Asante, who yes, I knew his be- debut. I knew because young of- Armand Asante, yeah. I knew because of the Eric Roberts podcast I used to do that I hate Armand Desante, but seeing Whoa. him, Wait, why do we hate Armand Desante? You mentioned that you hated Armand. He is, Armand he, is wow. a, he is fucking terrible in real I, life. What do you do? No, I just hate him Was as an he actor. Eric? This isn't oh. even based off his real life, which I'm assuming he also sucks. I'm talking about <laughs> Armand Desante, the performer, can eat my mm. entire ass. I've never wow. seen him in anything. That's a nightmare. Where I didn't want to jump out a window. <laughs> like he is. <laughs> awful and uh to give you an idea of the the scope of his ego he definitely has a tv series uh it was like a mini series based off of the odyssey where he plays i don't know what's the main guy in the odyssey odysseus or whatever he's like the main Mm -hmm. guy and he's got all these like young women who want to fuck him but he's like old and gnarly and it's He's got a whole crew of dudes, and like it's all supposed to be like like it's one of those productions where sounds like a Woody Allen movie. Oh god, <laughs> oh, don't get me started. It's one of those productions where like most of the actors, because it's a Greek thing, are all speaking in British accents, and then Armand Asante's I do like yeah. So what we gotta do is go see the Medusa, or whatever. It's so fucking bad. It's it's really terrible. Anyways, point is, I thought young Armand Asante. Well, I'll see what started his career because he had a pretty you know uh uh productive career so there must have been some spark of life there and no there was no spark of life he sucks in this and then uh, uh in the movie not his in real life uh stallone's character's other brother uh is a guy who carries ice who i guess we're supposed to I think believe it's supposed to be slow yeah developmentally delayed or something yeah. the movie's never quite clear because it's the 70s and no one cares about human rights so it's not never, very sensitive now yeah no 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 but he is very strong and so um after 
after a whole lot of uh frankly boring bullshit happens eventually uh Sylvester Stallone's character hits on the idea that they should have him wrestle for money and that will be their get rich quick scheme yeah and- my Go ahead. My, no, knowing nothing about this movie, when we first started watching it, I was like, I assumed Stallone was going to be the hero. You know, I did, oh, I did no research. Uh, I was like, I'm going in blind. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this ex- experience. And I was like, wait a minute, is he the villain of the movie? <laughs> is he the, <laughs> he's the antagonist. Like he's the worst person ever. Well, the entire it, it, the it whole setup is just that. It basically becomes an unearned redemption story because eventually he realizes that all this wrestling is probably going to kill their brother and his right. other brother, who apparently just needed some money to turn into a monster, is like his like money grubbing manager who like doesn't care about his safety and stuff. It is the 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 character arcs of both of these characters are unearned in every way. Like it, it, they should actually teach this movie in script classes about how. <laughs> To not write a narrative, but there's even Back to the so. Future, and there's this. Yeah, there's so, the, it, but the monkey. He's going to tie the monkey up. There's no redemption tale for the monkey. What the oh, hell, no, man? That thing's no. just hanging no, in their closet. The, no, the French. I, I was I was looking up the trivia on this on IMDb, and the they, the French version of this movie they is 42 seconds or whatever shorter because they cut that part out. <laughs> right, right. Which is a good Thank choice. God, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 uh. the whole movie is tone deaf to because if you look at this, if you if you were to look at this on paper, right, there's actually a story of like struggle and poverty at this time under the surface, mm-hmm. but the whole movie wants to treat all of those topics with the uh with the gravity of say cannonball run like it, it it's like <laughs> it's literally just a ridiculous like hey let's be funny and goofy about everything here while you know uh stallone like it pursues his brother's ex while also having sex with another woman who he refuses to acknowledge is real and then racially uh, harasses his other brother's uh, love interest because she's Chinese and then and imitates, he, the imitates in that bad boy. Oh, yeah. Um, it oh, imitates yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. a, an injured war veteran. To, oh, yeah. Panhandle. Like, yeah. No, he's insane. It's he won't even become a respectable criminal. It's not just he won't mm-hmm. get a job. He won't even come up with a real grift that might actually no. <laughs> like put him in danger. It's it's just constantly about other people basically taking on the responsibility. And then suddenly seeing his brother get beat up in wrestling is supposedly we're just supposed to believe he grows a conscience because of that. Like just seeing I, like, I thought that I missed something. Like I thought I right. missed part of the movie because suddenly he was <laughs> He was I, he was nice, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this guy's been <laughs> the villain this whole time, and I mean, now what?" He, he's basically been having he's been having sex with a woman who the film kind of suggests she might be a sex worker, but it's not clear. But he's been having sex with this woman. It sounds like for almost a decade, and he's never treated her like a human being. And then when it's really clear that he's not going to get with his brother's ex, suddenly he just decides that they're in love. And then that gives him that, that turn we're supposed to believe gives him the compassion to realize maybe we shouldn't let our brother beat himself to death for our profit. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other brother who is, I guess like a war hero to some extent, he gets his first big che- paycheck and he's like, Oh great. Now uh, our brother is our pack mule and I will send him into any danger I need to, to make some money. It, none of it is earned and none of it is performed very well. In fact, none of it makes any sense. Yeah. In fact, for sure. none of the movie is even engaging. Like it's, it's difficult to watch as a movie. 
movie until the wrestling starts, and I'm not even a wrestling nerd like Chris is. Well, and it's like <laughs> that's the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> like you're making it sound like, oh, you know, the lead in is kind of slow, but then it gets happening like 20 minutes in. Just, no, 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 no. <laughs> like there's a 12 minute wrestling scene in the rain, and there's like four <laughs> minutes on each side of. I mean, let's be clear. It, it's it is that, an hour. That feel like a coherent story. Everything sure. else is just terrible. It is an hour and forty five minute long movie. I would it actually. Is I, long I would. Fuck. I would actually argue. I do think there is about forty five minutes where there is something wrestling related happening. Even if we don't always get actual Matt filming, it's still that's part of the plot. But that means there's a full hour of setup mm-hmm. for us to get to why he's a wrestler, and that's. Too much, and, and most of it is unnecessary in every imaginable yeah. way. The only part of any of that stuff that is at all interesting are two things. One, not the gangster guy who sucks. He, in and of himself, is not fun. But Pointless. the fact, but the fact that his heavy is Terry Funk, a young, a young, very robust Terry Funk. That's fucking. <laughs> he sick. looks great. And he looks every great. scene that he's in, he is chewing the scenery and only a wrestler Amazing. only a wrestler knows this movie sucks. I'm just gonna do whatever the fuck I want. And it, <laughs> I'm just it doing works. this for the SAG membership card so I yeah. get my insurance. <laughs> fuck yeah. it. The only other person in this movie who seems to get that this is stupid and you can do whatever you want. But then again, that's kind of how I felt he treated every movie he was in. Is <laughs> no, the, again, the, I'm wait. just here to get my SAG card. Is the oh, I was gonna say the Lord of the Dance, Joe Spinell. I will say you oh. are correct. You are correct, Josh. Tom, Tom Waits is in this movie. He's okay. not as the lounge singer. He's okay. No, I don't know why he's he's in. he plays mumbles. <laughs> he's my hero, and that couldn't save this movie for me. But no. I get it. Hey man, it's he's, funny. So I think he's underutilized. Whereas Joe Spinell, even though he's not in it enough, he gets to do some ridiculous <laughs> shit. And so, like, oh, yeah. I feel like I did. I mean, it's well documented that Spinell was friends with everyone in the world. You know what I mean? Like mm. he, the the Oscars. There's footage. There's this home video footage of Joe Spinell watching the Oscars where. Uh, 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 Stallone was nominated, right? And he's watching it at Spielberg's house. And so it's Joe Spinell and Steven Spielberg hanging out, watching the Oscars together, Spinell rooting for his buddy Sly. And you're just sitting there going, it's just like cocaine united everyone. It's just, you know, <laughs> all these all these stars at that time that you don't associate with each other, they all knew each other and they probably all snorted coke. Like, there's just, you know, no way around it. Anyways, the, the point is, the point is, they're all three. I would say two of those people are a joy. Tom Waits, he's fine. He's just underutilized. I think he's been better in other movies. Uh, yeah. But that's it. Like, there's really not much to recommend this film. And that's not me being elitist. Like, Chris, who loves, as we know, something that's entertaining but stupid. This is not entertaining, right, Chris? Like, no. most of it just no. doesn't work. It was a punishment. <laughs> I, I mean, you picked it. Yeah, I know. For a minute, I thought you were mad at us. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, uh, yeah. the opening sequence was absolutely like as unhinged and bizarre as I'd hoped it would be. Like running, yeah, weird running for five dollars for for ten minutes. Like it was the longest fucking thing. Like, and I was like, okay, this movie is going to be a ride, and then it just sucked. It was was not a ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brutal. It was torture. So that's why nobody talks about it. 
I I do wonder if you know uh, the few listeners we have who sometimes enjoy films because they are bad. Maybe they would find enough tonal incoherence here. Like a, a good sign to me that this movie wasn't going to figure its tone out was the dramatic way they filmed that guy falling during the running scene, and then he still just catches a laundry line like he's yep. fine. Like I thought Tom and Jerry. I was like, oh, this so movie doesn't know silly. doesn't know what it wants to be, and and it's that's like ah. The- uh... Physics don't make sense in I, 1946, I guess. I guess. Was the, did or, it make the boyoying noise as he, as he thought <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. it should have? I don't know how laundry was done in New York City in the in the 40s. You know, maybe sure. that is a thing. I don't know. I mean, look, I, I don't know how much more there is to even say about it other than to say if you can find a YouTube that's just the final 20 minutes of the movie. Like, I actually think the final <laughs> wrestling thing is kind yeah. of fun. It's not the yeah. best ever, but it's fun. And I love that it's raining. There's no reason for it to be fucking raining during mm, the indoors. wrestling match. Yeah, no, it doesn't yeah, yeah, make yeah. any sense. Here's, here's the thing, right? So friend of the show, Evo Tomas, who's like also one of my very dear like movie watching friends. We talk about this all the time. We talk about the fact that in every bad movie, you have to find something that you love and every good movie, you have to find something that really fucks you up and pisses you off. Right? So despite this movie being an hour and 45 minute dredge through my own humanity, there are certain (laughs) things about this movie that I enjoyed. One being the raining and the wrestling thing. Dude, the weird jokes that the brother tells at the end, like, don't you know I was born on the the 22nd or whatever the hell he says. The brother singing to the bird tickled me. I loved that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there was enough. There were some character bits and some things that would have worked if it wasn't directed by Stallone. You know, if it was. (laughs) I do wonder if that's true, though, like the combination of him writing and directing it, because the script is bad, but it's not terrible. It's it's, yeah. But but, but the idea, like, I think under the surface, there's a narrative that could make sense, but it's overlong. It's poorly edited. Some of the shots are like actually like who's holding this fucking camera that thinks this is like this makes sense. But dude, how about the, the arm wrestling sequence? The whole cuts in that entire scene made me want to jump out of my skin yeah it's just oh my and the sweat are you fucking kidding me but but i wonder if the, but the idea like like i bet if he if before he's writing the script if he's pitching you all of these characters like assuming he had this in his head i bet it was pretty compelling because the yeah. <laughs> the, the details outside of how they're portrayed in the film sound cool this sounds like a there. cool movie but it's not yeah. a cool movie right well that's you're why like I okay it, so this know? guy in mike ness cosplay is out here without a guitar oh he's got an earring yeah 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 i can't and uh, you know what i will say also that the younger brother looked a little bit like a young uh on the waterfront era marlon brando would you guys agree oh, but huge yeah. Like if if but you but gigantic like, yeah, yeah yeah literally if Marlon Brando from On the Waterfront was a superhero like if he yeah like this dude is naturally big I mean you know it's 1978 so he's naturally big but he's not nearly as muscular as he could be if he spent you know some time doing like P90 yeah or some something. Dwayne the Rock Johnson actor yeah, 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 yeah. You know but he's saying? a lar- but he's a large gentleman and I, and and that works for the movie but I you know I I I also like. I'm willing to be forgiving with older films, but I do think, you know, the the idea this whole Hollywood thing where it's like he's he's not intelligent enough for us to feel bad about making fun of him, but occasionally he's going to have insights because as we all know, cool. like the, the, the you know, that weird savant s- thing. Yeah. Simple people have these savant <laughs> moments. It's like it's so <laughs> fucking dumb. It like really bummed me out. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a hard hustle, man, for anyway, sure. Anyway, I, I mean, I will Movie say, sucked. I, I, I really do. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say it's so bad that for those people who are looking for pain, that I would say no, you should still avoid it. If you like something that sucks, maybe this sucks in the right way for you. But I found this interminable, just like a real like I'm, you know, I, I, I love Chris, so I'm gonna do this thing. But fuck <laughs> this movie. I so I write the one little bit that I like looked up before watching is right before we went into Ray's basement to watch this terrible piece of shit. I was like, I wonder what it has on Rotten Tomatoes because that's you know just out of curiosity, and it was like a fifty percent, which okay, okay, it feels too it feels too high, honestly. But but this is the way I see movies. Under 30%, so bad it's fun to watch. Over 80%, good enough to watch. Between 30 and 80, between 30 and 80, I don't want to fucking watch it. Then it's it's Outland starring Sean Connery. That's forgotten for a fucking reason. Like I don't need to watch that. It's not fun. Like it's not Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which I think has like a 14% and it earns every fucking point of that because it's yeah. brilliant yeah. shit. Yeah. And it's not fucking, I don't know, a good movie. Cash I can't even name good terror, movies. Right? Like, yeah. No, I <laughs> like, hear you, man. I'm with you. You know, and it's like, so it's no, no when I saw humpers, it, it was a, that's for sure. Yes. Oh, when I saw it was fuck. a 50, I was just like, oh no. Oh no. And I got, I did get what I... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I definitely, I definitely follow a few people on Letterboxd who don't hate this movie. Who are like, oh, it's They're a little wrong. slow, but whatever, whatever. Um, but a lot of people that reviewed this movie, and again, not a lot of people have even seen it. But the people I'm friends with who had reviewed it, most of the people were like, "What is this even? Like, yeah. what, <laughs> what motive?" I think let's let's just say as an ending point. I think we would all probably agree. Part of the issue here is it's not clear what the motivation for this movie even is because it's like. Is this about this family? Poverty? Is it, is it is just it about, about Sylvester family? Stallone? It's certainly not about let's highlight wrestling and make wrestling important. Like, <laughs> no. it, it's no. it's just not clear why this movie exists, and that shouldn't matter. Like, but in this case, it really does. It really is like <coughs> fuck this movie. So anyway, and the only black yeah. character with lines in the movie kills himself because he's happy. I don't know. There are things in there. So, yeah, that, oh, you know what? the you know the movie is confused when the the one of the few jokes in the film that works is during his suicide when he jumps off the pier and there's too much <laughs> trash for him to get, I was like how is this one of this uh, this a moment that is entirely inappropriate and should not exist is one of the only funny things in this whole film And then it's movie. not like it's not like he got up and was like oh shit that rattled me like that that brought me back to life like I I shouldn't do this <laughs> he was like nope nope just got to jump in the river anyway and just fucking did it <laughs> Which I, I was, wanted to jump in a river when this movie was over. It was terrible. <laughs> right, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's, let's talk about this, the next movie. Let's, let's leave this movie behind and talk about talk about the cult classic, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Okay, so here's the thing about this movie. I, I, I don't know about y'all, but this movie has existed for a while. I had no idea it existed until maybe six years ago. Is that true for y'all too? I this owned my a VHS. first watch. Whoa. I owned a VHS copy of it for probably... 10 or 12 years wow. and never watched it and it was like this thing where like i was i was waiting for the right time to watch it for some reason you know and uh at some point i had promised my friend jr that we would watch it together and then like i was like well i don't want to watch it until i hang out with jr and watch it with jr and it just never happened and then this came up and i was like virgil i mean no for no reason we're watching it and 
no particular reason. I was like, oh, let's do that for Cinepunk. So we watched it. And uh, so I knew it existed, but I'd never seen it. I knew nothing about it. So what do y'all think? Because I'm, I'm then the only person coming to this. This is my second watch of the film. I actually, I feel like I owe the audience an apology. I have the special edition Blu-ray from Vinegar Syndrome, which is, by the way, gorgeous. But I didn't wow. have time to watch the special features before we recorded. So I don't have any like cool insight Whoa. the way I, w- I wish I had. What but are the special features? There's a ton of fucking special features on this thing. Whoa. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, I will. I promise I will watch them and report back on the next episode. But what Can I want. Because there, there's been like a series of these movies now that that nobody, I'm sure, has seen, and it, so I get the impression that the writer and or the director is uh, a big fan of this this story and himself. So I would imagine if he's involved in the extras, they're sure. probably yeah. incredible. Well, what did you guys think? Like, I, I'll start with you, Chris. You you've you've had some anticipation for this movie for a while. You're finally watching it. Is it good? Is it boring? Did you like it? What did you think? That was great. I really I loved it. I, I thought it was. Um, there were some unfortunate parts, primarily sure, when they're sure. like introducing Roddy Piper and they're like, we've seen your criminal records, sexual assaults. And it's like, wait a minute, well, hold on. <laughs> the protagonist of this movie is like a sexual deviant. Like, oh no. And the like, <laughs> but, but that just sort of like disappears. And it, I mean, really the whole time I was like, Roddy Piper, it feels like he wrote this for himself. Cause it's the funniest, like he's, He's this yeah. sex god, and it's yeah. so fucking funny. But no, the, the costuming is great. It's like everything about it is campy and ridiculous. It's paced well enough, and it's short, so it's like a good, fun, you know. It's not, I wouldn't say it's like a romp. It's not that ridiculous, but it's like it's great. It's enjoyable. It's in and out, silly ass movie. Good. Yeah. Josh, what did you think that your first trip with Hell Comes to Frogtown? I got through about three fourths of the movie before I realized that the um, Spangle Lady was not Judith Light from Who's the Boss. <laughs> I was you, like, you didn't, "Man, who's you didn't, the boss?" You didn't Sandal recognize her. Bergman? You didn't recognize her from Conan. No, that was I. I was like, I recognize her from somewhere. I think it's Judith Light from Who's the Boss. And then when I looked at, I'm like, "Oh, she played Valeria in Conan." Mm-hmm. Uh, what I've watched Conan the, so many times that I can't see her without immediately being like, oh, Conan. Like, it's just... <laughs> Nobody wants to live forever. Yeah, no, I get it. But, yeah, no, this movie, super fun. I had a great time. I mean, it's ridiculous, for sure. It's I, I really enjoyed the whole trope of, like, the this, like, weird gender reversal stuff going on. Like, the whole, like, you know, patriarchy re- re- turned upon itself. But, um it also just doesn't take itself seriously enough to really think about it. It's just like a fun frog people thing going on. And um, yeah, I'm into it. It was fun. I feel like this is what I love about Roddy Piper to some extent. Not a lot of other sort of macho dudes would have a movie where they're a sex. I mean, he's literally supposed to be a sex God where he spends most of the movie sort of like, um, humbly, uh, almost like he's like a wilting flower. A lot of the movie that every time someone's coming on to him, he's like, Hey God, Hey, come on now. Hey, take it easy. Uh, you know, buy, buy me dinner first. You know, like, it, like a, a lot of, a lot of gentlemen would see this role as like, well, I should spend most of the movie fucking then. And this movie's like, no, no, no. He's he's mostly freaked out that all these people want him so bad. And I, I, I think that was I, I think it worked. I mean, you know, obviously a movie in which 
the gender reversal is so obvious in some ways you could argue like, well, it kind of reaffirms the gender stuff because it, it makes Mm. it ridiculous, but it's also good natured and it's good natured fun in the service of an entirely dumb, ridiculous post-apocalyptic thing that I, I just love that. I love, I really, Mm. Josh, the way I would describe this is um, if, if we're talking about two kinds of exploitation movies, right. And I'm not going to get like, gritty scary new york where something truly upsetting yeah, is going to happen some abel ferrera happening yeah, yeah, yeah the other thing i want is this those are the two mm. kinds of exploitation films i mean taking out black exploitation which i just think are good movies that have black folks in them those are really what a lot of those movies are mm. but but take out that most exploitation movies i enjoy are either gritty and upsetting or this which is like we've only got so much money we've got a big idea but we obviously can't do it like you know like like a huge production so this is sort of the best we can do and we're going to come at that with good-natured humor and because it doesn't take itself too seriously it's fun almost the whole time i will agree yeah the setup is rough it's a little rough than being like (laughs) oh he's a sexual deviant but like i i think over time you kind of get the idea that like it's probably uh, I get the feeling that a lot of that probably isn't true. Even his even his uh his reputation for being a sexual dynamo, it's not clear how real that is. It's just sort of the legend that precedes him in like the a, film. Like a snake pliskin, like, yeah, like a dollar yeah. general version <laughs> yeah. of snake pliskin. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a version I don't know if I don't know if you know this because you're the fancy pants Blu-ray, but there's apparently like the original script of this was super raunchy. Right. And so there's like a, there's like a writing of this that's super raunchy. And I feel like that probably made more sense then where it was like, if this whole movie was like a sexploitation, like a total, like gross out, raunch fest. Right. (laughs) And the, the, uh, the dance of the three snakes, is that what it is? That nightmare? Yeah. Yeah. That, that whole dance. Um, uh, send all Bergman or who, who the, What's her name? Judith Light. G- Come on. Yeah, Ju- uh, Dollar General Judith Stop. Light Stop. was <laughs> was supposed to be nude for that scene and that whole thing. So it's like, okay, she didn't want to do it, and so she didn't have to because she wasn't contractually obligated to do it. And but like, if the movie had been that, I think maybe the origin story would have played differently. But you're right; it did sort of get lost. And i I think that the movie didn't. I think that to some extent there were people on set that seemed felt like they were making different movies. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, uh, and I think that's, that's probably the weakest part of the movie, but also it doesn't, it's still fun. It still works. It doesn't, it doesn't hold it up. It doesn't break it down the way that paradise alley was just joyless. Like it's still fun, even though it's like the writer thought it was going to be this. And the director thought it was going to be this. And like Piper thought it would be this. And, you know, other who were kind of reluctant, like, oh, I don't yeah. want to be naked in this. Yeah. I don't want to do this dance yeah. for the three snakes. You know? I'm sure I'm I'm a hundred <laughs> I'm a hundred percent sure that this movie, part of the reason they probably buried this movie, because it doesn't seem like it had a massive release, is because of disappointment. Because somebody paid for this movie who thought they were getting I don't know if you guys have ever seen those like Cinemax like uh, you know, like uh, uh Snow White and it's just like a sex movie. You know what I mean? Like those sorts of flesh flesh gordon, like someone <laughs> Someone thought they were getting, they were getting like a uh, Mad Max uh, cock dome. Like that's what they thought they were getting, and, it, and instead they get, you know, there are there are boobs occasionally, I guess. But for the yeah, most, this is a cartoon though. For the most yeah, part, this is like a yeah. 
funny. It's you land know? of the lost ridiculous. kind of costumes. It's it's old star. Then one of the scenes, one of the film sets is where that like famous Star Trek fight happened. It's right. like yes, yes, it's yes. that level of like campy rubber suits. But you know, I and I'm sure there are probably I love are, them though. I'm sure they're great. Are, I'm sure there are probably people watching it now who maybe would like this movie better if it was like a soft core porn. Like maybe they would find <laughs> that more interesting. And I, I say that without judgment. Like Liam, I know, you're, you know, you're saying that. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, <laughs> like you're saying that. Liam. <laughs> no, that's yeah. Uh, Chris, I don't feel shame about sex the way that you do. So you can say that if you want. But, uh, but for 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 me, I think this movie is perfect, and I love the tone. And I think if it. Even with the goofy tone, you could have a movie that was silly and had sex stuff in it. I just think, honestly, if it was any sexier, it would distract from the from the humor and fun of the film. And I and I don't mean that in a judgmental way. Like I, you know, there probably It'd be a is a different movie. It, yeah, it would just be different, and it would it would to me not be what I like about this movie, which is like it's charming. It's it's goofy. Yeah, there's got a charming joy to it. There's yeah, like an yeah. unpretentious joy to this movie. That's just ridiculous that there's no like wait frog people. And, and it's great. It's super watchable. It's super fun. And that's what I loved about this movie. Yeah. I, I just it's hard because it's so goofy. And you know, we, we, we try to we try to straddle a line on the show where like we're both recommending stuff that like, you know, uh we think is very uh, uh artistic and intellectual, and then also stuff that Chris likes. Like that's sort of our vibe. <laughs> but but like I think so Paradise Alley was like an art house <laughs> like film. Oh god, it really was oh, not. Man. Um no, but I mean, I mean, I want I want us to have the vibe where we feel comfortable recommending stuff we like, regardless of anything like that. But I will say there are probably some people who will not vibe with this movie that the the low budget of it or the goofiness of it, that this is not your vibe. But, I, you know, if mm. you like like radioactive dreams or if you like, uh, you know, I think there's probably a, a lot of these sort of like uh, sci fi adjacent kind of films influenced mm. by the popularity of Mad Max, but with a whole different kind of like fun vibe but it never it never falls into like trauma territory where you're like like no, every no, every no. trauma film you're like what are even no. we even fucking doing here like yeah why this is... isn't sergeant kabuki man no. this is more along the lines of ice pirates or like yes. you know like something like that's like goofy sci-fi like yeah, 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 yeah. robert urich's here for some reason like it's it's like one of those movies that's it's suited for group viewing you know what I'm saying? Like you could watch yeah. this with your homies and be like, "Yeah, this is a fun time." And yeah, I want to all- definitely. I could see. I could see myself watching this movie on the largest outdoor screen in the Northeast under the stars. <laughs> you know, I don't know why that image popped yeah, into my head, weird. but I, I that's could so see weird. that happening. That's weird. You know? I feel like on a Friday more than a Saturday too, right? Like that just feels yeah. like a better fit. Yeah, I think so. Friday yeah. is a more of a Roddy Piper night. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. anyway, I digress. What were you saying, Liam? I was saying that um, <laughs> considering that Rowdy Piper has really only starred in two movies, I don't think you should be awkward about admitting part of the appeal here is him. Like, I think the movie works overall and probably could have worked with anyone, but he is fucking great in this. And it's a different kind of great, obviously, than They Live because John Carpenter made a different kind of movie. But he is still very good. And, I, and it makes me happy that we have these two films he's in that are very different but in both of them i love him i love his performance yeah and i you know super fun i just wish he had done more stuff and you know there's probably all kinds of historical biographical reasons that didn't happen but i really wish we had multiple movies with him in it 
I the uh, the IMDb trivia said that he was like the third choice too, and it's like <sighs> I can't, and like I forget the other two, but the other two were like actual actors, and it's like I don't think it would have worked. It's sort of the same thing with like the raunchy script where it's like maybe if it had gone full raunch that would have worked, but any anywhere in the middle between what it ended up being and that wouldn't have worked. And I feel like if the if if they were going for a Tom Selleck action hero. <laughs> Like, right. you know, maybe that well, this is probably Magnum PA era or PI era. So it's like, that's why my head goes there. But it's like, maybe it would work, but it wasn't that. So I think it would have just been shitty. But with like a campy, overacting, promo cutting motherfucker like Roddy Piper, mm. it worked. Yeah. It, and again, I don't want to I don't want to oversell this thing. But to me, it works really well. I'm I'm yeah, I'm amazed how well this thing plays, even though mm-hmm. like obviously I'm a little more biased towards it because I like this kind of movie, but I think this could play to a major audience. Like, you know, a double feature, obviously it would work. Uh, But even like, if you're someone out there who's trying to program like a weird Wednesday sort of event or like a weird movie night, this should be in Mm. your canon, man. Like if you can, if you can find a copy of this, play this for an audience. I think it would play gangbusters, honestly. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. It's yeah, one of those movies that I refer to as like the video store box movies, right? Like it's yes. a thing where I've seen it as a kid in all the video stores I went to with my parents and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, there's that movie along with a movie like Cherry 2000 where it's like Wasteland car movie and like there's some lady with red hair. And then uh, what there's um, Bleeders. It's another like horror movie box that I can remember thinking of when I see the image of the box for this movie. Uh, so, when you're talking about video boxes, I don't think there's anything that outranks bats with your with your boy bats. LDP on it. Oh. LDP and bats. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, there you go. That's what I think of when I think of the video box. That's and, so funny. That is very funny. Did you listen when we I asked him about bats? I listened, but I, my brain is mush. I don't remember yeah, yeah, yeah. details. I, <laughs> I asked him about it because you know I do that Vic Diaz podcast, and um, the last art, one of the last articles about Vic Diaz before he passed was that he was supposed to be in Bats. And when I asked LDP about it, he's like, "No, he wasn't in it. I didn't know. What, I didn't even know he was supposed <laughs> to be in it." And sort of in like an amazed way, but he did tell us that they filmed Bats in fucking Utah, in like uh, outside Salt Lake City, and I think that's really weird because it doesn't feel like Utah at all to me. But oh well, whatever. um okay uh hey we think that if you can get a copy of it or if you could maybe attend an event where it's being screened you should see hell comes of frog town it's it's a lot of fun i don't think if you're someone who's a little worried about exploitation movies because you're worried about well there's going to be i don't know something awful in it there's nothing awful in the movie there's nothing in it that you're going to curl your toes about whatever um if you're someone who doesn't want to see it because you think it's going to be too goofy i don't think it falls into stupid it's goofy but it's fun it's never at any point was i like oh fuck you movie i feel like it it works top to bottom and come on man it's the one of the two roddy piper movies you got to see it i i I highly (laughs) endorse this very fun movie yeah, Agreed. I'm on the same page. I definitely say it's worth. It's what like 88 minutes, probably 91 yep. minutes. It's yep. it's an easy sit. It's fun. It's the right amount of goofy, the right amount of confusing, and uh, yeah. there's some good explosions. Yeah, good fighting you know. in there. Yeah, it's a good time. It's fun. 100 yeah. fun. Better better fighting than Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. That's not actually true. That's not actually true. All right. There's uh, more. There's more frogs wielding chainsaws than Mortal Kombat. Which is so, definitely one hundred percent more problems with chainsaws. Yeah, agreed. 
I love the frog outfits, by the way. They're fucking great. Yeah, they look great. They're so So funny. (laughs) All right. Well, Chris, I know the real reason you came on is because you love us and you love the The show. The real rumble. Uh, but I believe there might be another reason that you wanted to be on here. What was it again? There was something you were telling us about. And I already forgot. Yes, about it. it was. Um. Oh, uh, what was it? It was whacking on track. <laughs> well, that wait though. No, that was a different. That was a different miss. Got like misleading. Okay, hold on. So, uh, at the end of this month, we've been working on it for a while. At the end of this month is the real rumble weekend. It's wrestling and wrestling adjacent movies at the Mahoning drive-in theater. Uh, Friday, we're doing four wrestling matches. Uh, they live on 35 millimeter and then a surprise second show. And then <laughs> I'm not going to I can't say which one it is. You're just going to have to think about it. And then on Saturday, we're doing four wrestling matches and beyond the map and Mr. Nanny and, uh, both nights are 15 bucks. Uh, the gates open at six on Sunday and five 30 on Saturday, I think. And, uh, you can buy tickets now it's at mahoningdit.com. If you pre-order tickets for both nights, I will give you a shirt at the event. Um, so that's a little bonus for people that want to spend the whole weekend with us. You get a free shirt and it's a pretty cool shirt. It was designed by a friend of the podcast, Justin Haunt Love, uh, yes. of, of of rough cut fame. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'll be posting pictures of that. Follow us on social media: Instagram, it's the LVAC; Twitter, it's the underscore LVAC. And uh, I'll be posting more announcements. We haven't announced all the matches and all the talent and all the names involved yet. And uh, we're not going to announce the second film on Friday. You're just going to have to come and find out for yourself. And uh, that's it, I think, right? Did I plug? Yeah, no, that's great. And yeah, I do think, well and, and, plugged. I, and I do think, Chill machine. and I do think that people should also check out xlvacx.com to get all their screen printing done. You also have some record labels. So if you like shitty folk punk or emo, oh, you well, go. you know what? It, uh, listen, we're, we're established now, you know, yeah, I, sure, I, sure. I, the most recent record I did was, uh, the office hours live podcast with Tim Heidecker and Vic Berger and yeah, uh, DJ yeah. Doug pound. I only, know, um, I only know about that. Cause you talked about it on that other podcast you were on. Hey, look at that. I'm, pl- I'm a shill machine, you know? Yeah. So we have a couple <laughs> copies of that yet. If you're into podcasts, if you're into Vic and Tim and Doug and like weird sort of like avant-garde comedy stuff, um, you know, all colored vinyl, 300 copies, kind of cool. And uh, that that stuff is under Square of Opposition Records, which yeah. is just store.squareofopposition.com. And you can buy lots of records. Uh, and uh, I'll pack do them you, up eventually. Do you, still, do you still have the DVDs of the older Let's Hangouts? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, in fact, yes, I have DVDs of all of our wrestling events that we recorded, which is everyone but the first one. Um, they're in my store for sale. I think they're 10 bucks and you can get a digital download. If you're not into physical media, go to smartmarkvideo.com. That's the company that records and edits and produces all of our, all of our video product and all of our shows. So, um, you can just download stuff. If you're into downloads, you can order a DVD from them or from me. Uh, we'll have them at the event for sale, obviously on uh, the 21st and 22nd. Well, Chris, so. thank you for coming on. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you know because we make fun of you so much, but we love you very much. <laughs> I I know Josh loves me. I do uh, love you very much. I'll this never is true. I'll never question that. You know, Liam. 
Yeah, I know Justin loves me too. Honestly, all this, all this bashing is just—it's—it's. It's, That's true. He—he's too masculine to express love for the homies, so he just tears us mm. down in a loving way. It's all—it's like sure. a beard, you yeah. know. Like it's very much like a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Liam. I, I, you know, the verdict—the the, the verdict is out on Liam. He's, you know, I like to maintain aloof, aloofness. I, you know, I, I think that. actually. For how much he fucks up the rough cut counts, I think that he probably hates me. <laughs> uh, no, that's a form of love because every time I fuck it up, I have to give you more money oh, we don't that's have. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's great. And in, in capitalism, money is love. True. And money true. is a measurement it's of our worth as people. So. Hey, uh, so but uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. For those like five or six people listening because of Chris who like have never listened before, uh, <laughs> hey, you should listen to this podcast. Uh, you can find us at cinepunks.com, C I N E P U N X. Not just this podcast, but a whole family of podcasts covering not just film, but comics, uh, 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 body positivity. Uh, we have a uh, podcast for uh, people in the helping industries uh, with advice for them trying to, you know, get fair treatment in those industries. We we have a lot of different podcasts and more coming all the time. So check it out, cinepunks.com. We also have merch there printed by this asshole. And, uh, <laughs> and our Patreon, which uh, we love everyone who supports us on Patreon, even Chris. So uh, uh, we, we also think you should follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinepunks, C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X. And, you know, just And us. always... Yeah, rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. Get the word out. Tell people that you, and at you know at xxcoffeeroaster.com. It's C I N E P U N X for 10% off your order. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I appreciate that. Shill <laughs> machine. Doing son. my part. Shill Doing machine. my part. All right. So I, guess, I guess we're done. I guess we're done here. Thanks, guys. Thanks All for right. listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Chris. You're the best. I love you. And love we'll you talk guys. to you soon. Bye-bye. You like spooky movies? Hair-raising tales. Insightful criticism. Judgmental hot takes. Then you're going to love horror business. The horror podcast on the Cinepunks Podcast Network dedicated to all things weird and spooky. My name is Leo Dong. And I'm Justin Lore. And every episode, we're going to tear apart your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies to get to the bottom of what makes these movies great or maybe not great. Whether it's The Beyond, Prince of Darkness, or Inseminoid, we dive in on a double feature every episode, and then we talk about it. Some of our insights are great, and sometimes we just complain. So if we have to suffer through it, so do you. Horror Business, available anywhere you find fine podcast products.